On this episode, we'll be looking at the essence of you, how to create a powerful persona. And remember that we started out this series with the presence of you. And so today we're moving from presence to essence. And I'm going to be talking about your soul and your spirit. So this one's going to get you thinking, it's going to get you feeling, perceiving, all sorts of ends. So brace yourself. Listen. The essence of you. So the essence of you is that part of you that's hidden from people's perception. Um, It's sensed by them. It's sensed as something that you'd call aura or energy but it's not something that they can readily place their hands on, right? So it's hidden from their perception, but not from their senses. So it's, um, this is where you hear things like when somebody says, oh, I like his vibe, or I like her vibe. It's that very quality that attracts or repels us from other people. So it's, you know when um, you, you can be around some people and they just make you nervous, and it's not anything that they have said yet, or anything that you really know about them. They just make you nervous. And for some other people, they're just, they just have a calming energy. So there's just something about them that calms you. So um, talking about the essence of you, how does this correlate? What's the, what's the relationship? So remember that we started out talking about the presence of you um, when we were talking about how to create a powerful persona. And remember I said that these are three parts and this is the second part, the essence of you. So what is essence? What's the, the meaning of essence? Essence, as you know, is, is really that defining aspect of you without which other aspects don't really have a meaning. So the essence is the very core, is the very reason, is the thing right at the center such that it gives definition to other things that you're about. So all that you are and who you are, um, that is your essence, the very core, the very fiber of who you are. Yes, that's your essence. And why am I talking about essence and how to create a powerful persona? Because um, who you are on the inside is a very huge factor to what people see on the outside. So what they see on the outside really is presence, right? But there's something that is a bit deeper than just presence. So we're moving, we're taking the whole persona thing to another level. We've got the presence right now. This is the essence. So you know that um, you've got a fragrance. Of course, you know you have a fragrance, right? (laughs) So what do I mean? You know how maybe you meet someone and you don't really know this person, but you can tell that there's something wrong. So you can even ask, are you okay? Is there, is there something wrong? Are you okay? Do you, do you want to sit down? Or You know how you know that? You sensed something in the energy. So it's, um, it's very interesting to know that all of the things that are going on on your inside, they have a way of diffusing all the way to the top, like evaporating, and it determines the fragrance that you carry around. So um, it's so important 
to pay attention to what's going on on the inside. And so when I'm saying what's going on at the inside, I'm really talking about your mind, right? I'm talking about your emotions. I'm talking about your will, your personality. So this is the part of you where you think and you feel, where you plan, where you organize. This is the part that keeps you focused or distracted, energized or discouraged. This is the part where your personality comes to life. So this is where our communication is, where we form the words that we communicate with others, um, where we are either anxious or we are peaceful. Uh, the decision part of you, the will, right? And all of this really sits in your soul. Mm -hmm. You know that for every human being, we have... Um, a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. So today I'm talking about your soul, and really your soul is where all of those things, mind, will, personality, your consciousness, where it sits. What does this have to do with powerful persona? Why we be? What's going on here? <laughs> you know what it is. Um, this really determines who you become. And it's, it's really important to pay particular attention to what's going on in there, right? Because um, these are the things that you carry around. So, you know, like the example I just gave you, if this person is troubled and hasn't found a way to deal with it, the person is going to be carrying it like a weight, you're just going to feel, you know how you just feel some people are just, ah, this person drains me. There's just something about the person. This person, every time I'm around this person, I'm drained. Or you're around some other people and they just make you happy. There's just something about them. You know what's happening? They have sorted some things on the inside that has evaporated as a fragrance which you now can sense. So how does this work? Simple. How does this work? Um, let's look at your mind. Right? and the things that go on in your mind. The way that this works primarily is to go into what we would call self-mastery. And I know that you've heard that word or those words self-mastery you know, over and over, and sometimes it can go over our heads, like what really is self-mastery? So let me try and put it in simple terms. It's just really having control over your thoughts, your emotions, your words and your actions, because this is really what will change and transform your life. This is what will change and transform your life, where you become intentional about controlling the one thing that you can control in any situation, and that's yourself. You need to be able to find some sort of stability in yourself, um, because this is what others feed off of. So whatever you have done with all of the things that go on inside of you is going to be what people can sense. And this is what would either attract them to you or repel them from you. We're still talking about the powerful persona. Yes, we are. So what I'm saying is that all of this is an inside job. Okay, let me just say something. You know that... If you allow, every time you allow different things to come into your inner space and confuse you or distract you or upset you, 
is going to show on who you are on the outside. It's going to show on your decision making. It's going to show in your relationships, how you uh, manage your relationships. It's going to show in your leadership, how you deal with others. It's going to show in every single thing. You have to really understand how important this thing is. We're talking about the essence of you. And so I'm going to be you know, talking to you about three primary things. Uh, three things that would help you into defining your essence and in, and in effect um, give you a powerful persona. So three things. Number one is value. Um, so what do I mean by value? So it's to value yourself enough to know what is important to you. Now, this sounds like something that is very simple, but a lot of us still struggle with determining what is important to us and owning up to our own truth. So it's about finding what serves you and what doesn't. So it's about knowing what do I really need at this time? What is really important to me? It's about being truthful to yourself. And I know that you know, it sounds like, okay, being truthful to myself is one of the hardest things to do. You know why? <laughs> because there's a part of us that searches for fulfillment from the outside. There's a part of us that searches for, you know, validation from our world, from the people that we think are important. So every one of us at some point in our lives, you know, search for, we search for fulfillment and this is what I call ego. And so it's important to carefully consider and make a distinction between what serves you and what does not. Because what happens is that this is how some people get into um, living their lives with psychophants. So because there's a part of you that just wants um, fulfillment, after a while, if you surround yourself because of the things that are going on inside of you and you have not been able to define what your truth is and you have not been able to carefully consider, make a distinction between what serves you and what does not. You can easily get trapped and trapped with psycho fans and praise singers who just always keep telling you, oh, you're doing a great job. Oh, this is fine. And then you're not really checking yourself. Those things, you know what's going to happen? Those things strip you of power in the sense that you are not really connected to what is important to you. So you don't come off as authentic. People can see that, oh, see this one. <laughs> you know, and you know the funny thing is when these things are happening, you don't know. So guarding your space is such an important thing to do and is very delicate in the sense that sometimes some people just go off and they find it so difficult. And so you, sometimes you, don't you wonder when you meet some people and you're like, ah, can't this person hear himself or herself? Can't, can't he hear what he sounds like? Can't he see? It's because they have traded what is important to them, what is important to, what is their truth. They have traded that for for praise singing, for, for validation, for fulfillment from the outside world. It's the same thing also, so there's another side to it, is also to not guard your space enough, to not value yourself enough, to feel your, you know, to want so much 
um, from the outside that you surround yourself with naysayers and doubters and, you know, people that don't value you. So there are two extremes to this. What am I talking about? I'm talking about value. And what does value have to do with creating a powerful personal value to value your essence and what is inside of you, your mind, your, your will, your personality, to own your own truth, to find what works for you, what serves you and what, what doesn't serve you, focusing on what is good for you at every time. So let me give you um, an example. You know, we had talked about the woman that um, was troubled and carried that that um, fragrance such that you know somebody would say to her are you okay is everything fine so imagine now this woman if she were to value what is important to her and owning up to her own truth and focusing on what is good for her what she would do it depends on what her life really is about what her lifestyle is um what is important to her say for instance family is important to her and this um she got you know some something from her boss saying oh you have to be at this place and this place and she had to leave her children so she was troubled if she is true to herself what she would do is to focus on what is good for her at that time and ask herself what do i need to do right now what is going to serve me right now instead of keeping that burden and worrying about it and being anxious about it and doubting, hey, this is what is going to happen. That is what is going to happen. What she would do instead, what she should do instead is to convert that energy into focusing on value. What is important to me? Owning up to my truth. What should I do right now? You know what? Your mind, all your mind really needs from you when you're going through all of those turmoils or going through something that needs a decision to be made. All your mind needs from you is knowledge. But knowledge that serves you. Knowledge that moves you forward. Knowledge that makes you alive. So anything that doesn't serve as that should not be taken at that moment. What am I talking about? I'm talking about your essence and guarding your essence and um, feeding your essence such, such that it translates into a powerful presence. Right? So I've talked about value. This is really about, you know, there's some things that come across as serving you, but they are serving your ego. So that's where all of the um, psychophants and naysayers sometimes coming because some people like to be pitied you know you just want people to to identify with you and say oh, sit down with you throw a pity party that is serving your ego <laughs> that is serving your ego so you have to make a conscious effort to determine what works for me what's serving me right now right and focusing on value owning up to your truth that's number one value the second thing is creative energy or spontaneity. Stay with me. This may be a bit um, different for you, but stay with me. So what I'm saying is this. At your very core, there are certain things that you must pay attention to. There are certain things that must become important to you to, to feed so one of those things is your creative energy. 
What do I mean? So a lot of us are used to control, controlling our lives. And it may be because, you know, you've gone through something before, maybe past disappointments, um, hurts and pain and all of those things. And, you know, one of the things that really stifles our creative energy and works against us is offense, is offense and pain and hurts because offense has, it has a way of changing or distorting the character of your soul. It, complete, it completely messes you up. You're wondering, ah, how am I feeling like this? What's going on? Why, why, why did I say those things? Offense is such a powerful, powerful thing that it distorts. It has the ability to distort the structure, the construct of your mind, of your personality, of your entire soul. So one of the things that you have to maintain is your spontaneity. And that can only happen if you feed your creative energy. How? Baby, what are you talking about? How do I feed my creative energy? You know what? It's to lose your inhibitions. Yes, it's to lose your inhibitions. It's to not always wanting to control. So I don't believe that we should be we should be more careful. You know when people say, ah, I have to be more careful about... No. I think that you should be full of care. Not careful. Full of care for yourself and what serves you. What works for you. Because we can't really control our relationships. We can't be certain that we won't get hurt. Uh, we can't be certain that it will go right. We can't be certain that, oh, this decision I'm going to make is going to be... However, to be centered in your soul... Is a matter of learning, right? Just look at it and say, you know what? I'm learning. Learning from your past experiences and learning to let go of your ego like a child, you know, to fall down and get back up. But with every fall, you become a bit stronger, smarter, more aware. That's what I mean by being full of care. Even while you're going through all of these things, at the back of your mind, you're thinking, what serves me? So as I'm going through this thing, I know that even if I'm falling, I know that I'm going to become a bit stronger. I'm going to become smarter. I'm going to become more aware. Why? I'm still talking about self-mastery, about being able to control your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, controlling yourself, not the situation. So keeping in touch with your creative energy, losing your inhibitions, not being afraid to just try it out, to just do it, so that your essence is light, is free. And we can feel that, that certain freedom, that ability to reinvent yourself, that only comes from being spontaneous. And you know, what I have found in particular with being spontaneous is that a part of you just connects with the divine. Right when you're not controlling everything, things happen to you there, what I call divine coincidences. Like, you know, but it's not really a coincidence. It's because you have opened yourself up to, to be available for those things to happen. That's the part of you that, that um, is in charge of strategy, where something just drops in your head. You're like, ah, how did I know this? It's because you're you are free in your mind. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about your creative energy, keeping yourself light and spontaneous. So we've talked about value. We've talked about creative energy. The third thing, and which is the last thing I'm talking about, 
in relation to essence is spirituality. Now for spirituality, I'm just going to be looking at two primary things and that's visualizing and visioning. So um, I know that, you know, especially in this part of the world, in Africa, um, we are very religious people. Now, I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about spirituality. And this is also in the context of body, soul, and spirit. And to really acknowledge that your spirit is supposed to feed your soul. And so if your spirit, if you allow your spirit to feed your soul, it makes things easier for you. You don't have all of those stresses and all of those pressures and all of those things. They are largely taken away if you allow your spirit to feed your soul. So um, looking at this concept, visualizing and visioning. So quickly, visualizing is really starting out with something from your mind, right? So it's from the outside in. Visualizing is about seeing pictures. So this thing already exists. So you have a picture of what you want, you know what it is, and then you create the imagery to become what you desire, right? So to become what you now, what you can see. So you control the images you see. So for instance, um... I want to buy a car, right? And I just imagine, since I already know, okay, I want to buy a car, I begin to see the picture of the kind of car I want. So it's coming from my mind space. I created it in the first place. I want this. And so I now start expounding on it, how it should be, or imagining my experience when I drive it or, you know, where I will park it, all of those things. That's visualizing, Right. Visioning, on the other hand, is inside out. So it's, um, it's more intuitive. It's something that happens internally, where instead of you coming up with a vision for yourself, the vision comes to you. So why am I talking about this in the concept of spirituality? I'm talking about this because we're still looking at how to have a powerful persona. So the thing that really stands you out from everybody in terms of the fragrance that people get off you is a certain stability about you. And this stability, honestly, (laughs) comes from your spirit. Visioning things that you have seen that you know you did not create. Things that that gives you a certain knowing, a certain stability. Right? So how, how does this happen? What is this really about? So the essence of you, the very essence of you is your heart, right? And at the center of your heart, at the center of your heart is love. What do I mean? The essence of you is your heart, meaning that everything that you do, whether you're doing it out of self-love or you're doing it out of love for the other person, that is what will make the difference with you. So the essence of you being that, remember when we talked about essence being that very fiber, that very core 
that thing that determines other things without which those other things don't really matter. That thing is love. So you've got to love yourself enough to value yourself. If you do not love, you cannot value. Right? And if you do not love, you cannot, um, you cannot protect your space in a way that it, it has to serve you. It has to be good for you. So at the very center of everything that you do is love. Self-love, love for the other person. Why am I talking about visioning and visualizing? What does this have to do with anything? You know what? If you do not visualize, visualize good, visualize certain things, there's no way that you will not harbor doubts and unbelief. So it's a conscious effort every time you feel a strain on your emotions, on your mind, even on your personality, on your will, is to, is to consciously go out of it and begin to, by yourself, find ways to reinvent the will. The natural will is doubt, anxiousness, unbelief, fear. That's the natural thing. People come, like, you know, so many things will be happening on your outside. People will be telling you all sorts of things. You'll be seeing all sorts of things. So how do you guard against all of these doubts and unbelief and all of that? There are two gateways. Primarily what you choose to see and what you choose to hear. These are your gateways. So for your heart and for guarding your mind and your emotions and all of those things, your will is choosing what you see and what you hear. So every time you feel pressure in what you are hearing, you need to cut it off. You need to just, you know what? This does, does this serve me? If it doesn't serve me, replace it with what serves you. So if you are seeing something and it's causing you unbelief and all of those negative things, you replace it with something that doesn't cost you that. That is visualization. And that's what I mean by visualization, where you can see what it is and you create your own pictures. So for your gateways, you begin to create your own pictures. Now, all of these things that I'm talking about, I'm going to expect that you're going to listen to this over and over again and binge on it. And you're going to send me messages and you're going to tell me what, what stood out for you and what your questions are. I will be waiting to listen to that, right? So don't forget that. At the end of this podcast, you listen, just listen out for how to reach me and how to get in touch, okay? So yes, we were talking about um, visualizing. That's for visualizing. So now for visioning, which is the core part of what I'm talking about with spirituality, is to really grow faith. And how do you grow faith? So a lot of people... Um, you know, say things like, oh, you know, I'm very spiritual or I'm a spiritual person and things like that. But the, the primary fiber of your spirituality is faith. And what do I mean by faith? How do you grow faith? How you grow faith is by developing a devotion to your spirit. You know how when we talked about um, the presence of you and we we're talking about having, you know, 
paying more attention to your body and self-love and, you know, growing a sense of wonder. So if you haven't listened to that, you need to go and listen to it. Growing a sense of wonder with your body is the same thing about growing a sense of wonder with your spirit. How? How is this even possible? So, it's to look at your spirit as, as life. You know, remember that I said that your spirit feeds your soul. So if you look at your spirit as life, you realize that your spirit is that part that feeds your mind and, you know, is that part that always gives you good, always makes you um, get over whatever fears or anxieties or pressures that you have, right? So to look at your spirit as life and say to myself, this is, you know, my spirit. But looking at my spirit as a life principle that lives inside of me. So knowing that your spirit has an infinite power, your spirit cannot fail. So even when your mind is telling you different things, it's just to look at it and say, you know what? There's a part of me that is infinite, that won't fail. You know how I do this? <laughs> So this is a hack. This is a YBB hack. It's to just look at my spirit and say, I mean, there's so much power in here. How do my nails grow? That's not anything that I do from my mind space. This is not anything I do by visualizing. So I don't visualize and suddenly my nails start to grow. So I realize that there's a hidden power in my spirit. So I'm having a devotion to my spirit. I'm just wondering... You know, looking out for those things in my quiet place, how do I do this? Is to practice stillness as often as you can where you're just by yourself and you're listening to your own breathing. You know, having a devotion to your spirit, wanting to know more about that part of you that you cannot see, that part of you that is the spontaneous part, that part of you that, you know, you cannot control. To just... As often as you can, find a quiet place and just be still. Spend time with your spirit, knowing that there's a, a power inside of here. And you know what? That's when visioning happens. You know what vision is? Visioning is just when something comes to you. But you have to be still. You have to honor your spirit. You have to know that this spirit is the one that does great things. You have to have faith in it. You have to have faith in it to know that this spirit is the one that heals you. So how do you, you know, you have a scratch on your arm and in a few days you're not doing anything. You just see that you're being healed. There is something infinite that is inside of you that does all of that work and you need to be devoted to it. I didn't say pay attention, no devoted right so the one that heals you the one that goes hair on your face like how do you have a beard <laughs> where does that come from you know how does hair grow on your head to know that when you begin to have a devotion to want to know about this spirit you realize that that power begins to respond to you and that's the power that enables you to do great things what am I talking about? Yes, I'm talking about a powerful presence. And, you know, so when people 
are attracted to you. It means that there's got to be a lot of work that you have done inside there. The work of value, the work of spontaneity and growing your creative energy, the work of spirituality and and visioning. This is what builds personal power. And this is not anything that is by branding or something that you can read up. No, it is so personal to you. You need to know that whatever you give attention to is going to grow. So I'm saying to you, give attention to your value, what is valuable for you, what serves you. Give attention to your creative energy and give attention to your spirit. Devotion to your spirit. Acknowledge your own divinity, knowing that inside of you is a force is an infinite force that can do great things. And when you connect to that, that power becomes available to you. This helps you to create a powerful persona. Thank you for listening to the YouNow podcast. For access to my thoughts and resources, join our community on www.yetunibernard.com telegram. Till next time, remember, permit your own freedom, live in the moment, live you now.